Hey, everybody. Long time hey. no pod. What's up, people? What's up, party people? It's Trash Ass Street. I'm Lou. Yeah. Tra- I'm Jamie Z. It's been a while. It's been a couple months. Yeah. And we've been busy little bees. Busy, the busiest of bees, spreading disease. Yeah. Yeah, so we're we're um, recording via Zoom because I have the COVID. Yeah, so tell me about that, Jamie. So the people want to know. Oh, by the way, literally 99% of the people I know who have COVID have all gotten it this year and they're all vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm fully vaccinated. I had the one booster. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a second booster, but uh, I might in the fall oh. because of my line of work because we had an outbreak at my work mm-hmm. and I'm sure that's where I got it. So I took, I started feeling a little rundown, maybe around 4th of July, but I worked a bunch of days in a row and I took a test night before 4th of July because I was doing a barbecue at my sister's and I didn't want to kill everybody so i took a test it was negative went to work i worked on fourth of july and then went to the um the party had off the next day still kind of felt shitty i guess yeah i went back to work on wednesday felt pretty shitty took a test when i got home and it was like bam lit up like christmas morning Mm -hmm. and i was like ah so i've been in victor's room since thursday night like imprisoned in prison so all i've been doing and luckily i have to say i've i've gotten off pretty light i only had a temperature of 99 was my highest if it wouldn't have been covid i like all of us back in the day i would have powered through this i wouldn't even given it a second thought to call out of work but yeah i just had a a, a cold a cough stuffy um headache for a few days i was probably most sick on wednesday when i was at work that's why i pretty much took the test yeah, I was like, we've had a lot of COVID patients, so I was like, I probably should probably take this. And my family so far is not positive; they're all tested negative. So uh, I think I work so much <laughs> that I avoided yeah. my family that they didn't get it. Well, that's good. So you said but, there was an outbreak at your work. Yes. Does it mean there are little like spider monkeys just everywhere, just jumping around? No, we, we're we're inpatient facility, so we have a lot of close quarters. We have two people mm-hmm. to a room, so. Uh, I'm sure that's how it happened. It's been interesting. I'm not clear to go back to work until I think like Tuesday, which yeah. I have off till that Thursday anyway. So I, it's like, it's like having a bad vacation. All I've done mm-hmm. is like, like uh, watch two broke girls and I watched the pistols. I'll talk about later. Two broke girls. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, I saw you what, watch. Did you say like 22 ep- episodes in 24 hours? Yes. And I'm halfway through the second season. <sighs> I'm going to turn it around for Lou to see. Oh, and it's, uh, yeah, it's like paused. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about you? How you been feeling, dude? I've been all right. You know, nothing too exciting. Allergies have been killing me. I've actually yeah, that's taken. that's the other thing. Allergies are going around. So I've, sure. I've tested for COVID three times because I'm like, do I, don't I? And yeah. I haven't. The thing that did happen, however, is I went, so I went to a wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or a wedding part due. And it was a nice ceremony. Other than it was a very hot day, so it was like uh, going to a wedding on the surface of the sun. At the reception, pizza and Mexican. I've been having many tummy problems for the last, uh, arguably, for the last <laughs> years. The last 40 years? Plus, probably. I'm sure there was a grumbly little egg in my mommy's tummy. Who was like, just got lucky. No, so I've been having, especially this year, I've been having like a lot of problems, a lot of reflux and stuff. So I saw this pizza. It's Red Top Pizza from Franzones. And I said, no. Oh, I had Franzones a couple days, like not too long ago. Yeah. Too. Go ahead. It's delicious. It is delicious. Um, something I did not appreciate when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I partook of the taco bar. And I made, in retrospect, the mistake of eating plantains which I was super sick the next two days. Well, how did you eat plantains? Like because I like them, because they're delicious. 
They're fried plantains. Okay. I do like plantains. I, it, it does seem like... I had no character. idea you were a plantain man. Yeah, well, not anymore. It was a day of what I like to call food crimes. Yes. But the plantains were what I was like burping up that night. And I had like really bad reflux that night. The next morning, I was as sick as a dog and a puking of plantains and didn't eat the whole... I had like soda crackers or saltines for the rest of the day. And then even the day after, I was like, Oogie. Yeah, that was my, my brush with adversity. Someone also had a birthday. Mr. Sasson. Oh, I was like, who the fuck are you pointing at? Uh, the L. The L. Mark Zimmerman. Yeah, I had a birthday. It was Victor Lou. Yeah, Mark, Victor Lou, but, Mark. Yeah, Lou um, turned 29. I did, yeah. Last, it's sad. I'll be 30 next year. I was sitting in my house. had a sad little cupcake with a single candle. <laughs> it's, it's like something that would be on an Angel Olsen album. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> but something else we should talk about. That oh. you might have forgotten what no, you might not be thinking. I forgot about this till I encountered it in the last podcast. What's the that? last main podcast, by the way, because if you did or did not see, I put out a mini podcast. Yeah, I did. Which is gonna I'll talk about later. Something I'm gonna maybe do from time to time because it can be done really quick. We, Jamie, went to a concert like two months ago at this point. Yeah, we went and saw the Who. Yep. So the, yeah, so we saw the Who hits back. Yeah, or, they did it. The who, me, the who shits back. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I was trying to think of something. The poo <laughs> shits back. Um, they were still entertaining. They were definitely showing their age. I mean, what's Pete Townsend, 81? I was like, I okay. think he had turned. He had like like 81, like two days before, something like that. Which, you know, he looked fine for an 81-year-old. Like, I don't know. They just really lost something in between COVID and when we them I, recently like i told jess about it and jess was like oh was that fun no and i was like it was okay it, it, was, it was okay like some of the songs were cool i like the whole orchestra thing i think it's yeah. the way they should go mm-hmm. but i i just wasn't well, into it well i think at this point the way should they should go is retirement but so let's let's back up a little bit so the who we, we you know we saw the who twice on that last tour yes and they were fantastic both times i thought yeah. the first time we saw them they were much better yeah but uh they still i think that second show that we saw them in philly they brought it they were still good tired but you know they're, they're a little tired good. and then that's when they is that the one where they had the montage of death yes as, as jess refers to it as. yeah so this was the who hits back it's another hits tour which might be part of the problem then and there because i felt like they really burnt through most of their a material they played a lot of stuff from tommy in the beginning a lot of stuff they played a lot of stuff they don't they didn't play in the last tour which is fine. It's just yeah. I'm not into Tommy. Like, like I'm not as into as I'm some not other into stuff. Tommy. Mm. <laughs> I'm not into Tommy or wire hangers. Are you looking at my pit stain? See, we should do this live. No, no, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. Pit stains. No. I want to talk about the crowd for a second. Go for it. So I have never seen more people at a concert who were unaware of the concept of an opening act. As we were going to our seat, we got there a little late, but not really that late. Like we got no, there. We got there like right on time. Probably the last song of the opener. And as we're meandering up to our seats, I just hear people just like, oh, they said 7.30. Why weren't they on 7? And it was like that over and over and over again. Yeah, the crowd was definitely a lot different from other times we saw them. Yeah. We also sat in a very bougie section. And I feel like, that's where you start to get people who are maybe there to like hang out and sort of have themselves a little party rather than see the band. I don't know about that. Even walking around the corridor, corridor, they, um, it just felt like prior to concerts we went to is very like, not eccentric. You just had a bunch of different type of people. You had like your old boomers that love mm-hmm. the food. You had like people that were like wannabe mods. You had like punk rock kids. You had, heavy metal kids you had like classic rock it was mm-hmm. a, a just a very eclectic group of people and i just felt like it was all old boomers this time around yeah not to say we were walking in the upper level but i i just felt like it was a very much older crowd remember when the one lady told the girl to sit down because she was dancing oh that was it we forgot about that yeah there's yeah. this weird it was the front the like so we sat blue ball at club box seats so it was the people that sat in the very front and that runs into the lower bowl 
which it was like their back seat. So a girl in the lower bowl was like dancing and the one lady was like, sit down, you're blocking my view. And it's like, really? Like, I just thought it was really weird. I felt like they, didn't they sort of start to get into it then? Or was that woman just being, I can't remember like that. I forgot about that completely, but I remember it being a thing. There was like that group at the bar where I couldn't tell if it was a husband, wife, and daughter or a husband, wife, and a much younger woman they picked up. Yeah, sex worker of some sort. I think there's an intimidation factor because of COVID a little bit. At least I was like, these people are breathing on us. And Well, I yeah, because that was like the beginning of the the new outbreak. And we were like, "Eh, we're inside. Mm -hmm. He like hung out for a while. Then I'm like, I got to sit at a table. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of mouth breathers and coughers and fucking. Yeah, so I think we ended up going back up into the bar area. Yeah, watching it a bit. Oh, the, and just for the record, for, like for the main reason I bought box tickets was because box. it was either those tickets or extreme. <laughs> Jamie's making bad scissoring. Fucking, scissoring. Yeah, it was like weird. There was no nothing in between. Uh, really, really cheap and really ex- or fairly expensive. And I always go fairly expensive because fairly I'm a expensive. fancy man. Mm-hmm. So no, we they saw were great that seats and thank you. Well, great seats, awesome. no, no problem. Um, because it was for Jamie's birthday. Mm-hmm. There's a weird thing. Like the other thing, I mean, they did have an orchestra. It was pretty cool. I felt like they might have been having an off night. I got the impression. I felt like almost they had a tiff before they went on stage because, yeah, there's the chemistry wasn't there between no. uh, Townsend and this. Con- I was looking up right before we called or started recording this concert got pretty good reviews from people yeah we might of course you know another concert they got was getting really good reviews was uh was the uh beach boys play uh um pet sounds dig, dig up the the beach boys yeah, dig up the beach boys but the story on that was uh good old bribe bri- like he has like if he's having a good night it's a good concert he's having a off night you know like if he wanders off stage for instance to, because he shit his pants you know, just uh, before we move on there, one to tie thing onto our uh, our Beach Boys experience. It was like, a, I think it, it basically was a choice between seeing that concert and seeing uh, the Maz. Obviously, we made the wrong choice and whatever. And I was like, hey, you know, you never know with uh, Morrissey. Because we tried to see him once before and he canceled. Yeah. I saw 2020. It was a It was a clip from a concert he did this year. And I was like, yeah, I would have liked to have seen that. Because, I mean, he really was putting on a really good show. And yeah, people come up on stage, and he strikes me as someone who would actively stab people. But no, it seemed like good. So anyway, what are you going to do? We saw that. They like, what are you ever going to see like that? Like Beatles, like the Beatles, the Beach Boys do well, pets. Like it and, wasn't... How, and how many Beach Boys really wasn't? <laughs> yeah, I know. It was Al Hardy. So I'm kind of glad. I mean, it was better. We had to actually leave, so we didn't have to watch them and just listen to them. But yeah, he pooped his pants. The bipolar drug addict. Yeah, he literally wandered off stage <laughs> and didn't come back until. Like, the, come on, Grandpa. Yeah, come on, come on back to the uh, piano. Can you at least not fold your hands? Oh, that's right. Us? He said at the piano. Oh, so it's such a fun concert to talk about. Yeah. I want to go to at least one other concert this year. There's a lot of stuff sort of happening that I kind so, of regret now. Surfboard is playing Kung Fu Necktie September 8th. Mm. Um, I didn't buy tickets or anything yet, but I'm thinking about it. It's a Thursday, though. So we'll see. I don't know who else they're playing with, but mm. I'm going to keep it on my radar because Surfboard was great. Yeah, I could admit, yeah, I missed him because I was working or driving, driving back from fucking New Jersey. <laughs> like other bands that are kind of play, like Lulu's is playing, but I think that's a weeknight. Neko Case is playing, I think, the 10th. I might see her. So I thought about seeing Angel Olsen and the crew, but it's a Friday night at the man yeah. during the summer. You know how long it's going to take to get there. <laughs> yeah. I've seen like, I don't know. Yeah. And also because of the shore traffic, if it was Saturday, I'd be like, let's do it. Yeah. Like Friday suck. Same with like Japanese breakfast is playing with someone at mm-hmm. the man, but it's like a Friday, Saturday night in the city. I think it's a Friday night. Yeah, it's a tough um, one. I don't know. I'm, I'm Angel also a good show though. I know it's coming. It's like her, uh, uh, Van Etten and oh, uh, Julian Baker. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, because I when they, those went on sale, I thought about getting them. And while we're you know, let's just finish out the guy. So, so that Lelouz I said, which I love, but is playing like a weekday. I think Bauhaus 
I'm like, eh, kind of missed that show. But uh, B-52s are doing their farewell tour, and that's when I really thought about I'd have to travel to see them. Uh, okay. And, of course, we talked about Riot Fest in Chicago, which is basically my iPod. <laughs> I mean, the band, the, so the, the concert I, I deeply regret not going to because apparently it's, like, been fucking on fire. Tears for Fears with special guest garbage. Everyone is like, Tears for Fears is amazing. Garbage is fucking amazing. Yeah, I saw pictures posted by a friend of mine, and I was like, where is she seeing garbage? I'm like, oh, it's Tears yeah. for Fears. I was just never really into Tears for Fears, mm-hmm. but I was like, eh, we probably should have went. Yeah. And it's funny, garbage has been canceled a lot of shows because of illness. Yeah, so I'm guessing COVID. Mm-hmm. Or STD. STD. I don't know. I bet, yeah, from uh, from a group sex section. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. But maybe we should talk about some music. We um, should. I do have one more thing that uh, I'll hit on. Yeah, I'll hit on some other segment. stuff too. Um, yeah. But it might be for the next podcast. So. Yeah. Do you want to talk about music? Yeah. What do you? Let's want to talk do about the one we reviewed together last. Because I feel like that's like the showstopper. Okay. Um, so you go twice, I guess, if you're going to do um, Claude. Uh, yeah, I can. And I listened to Chain Bliss, by the way. I think yeah. you could do that if you wanted to. So I'm going to start off with Weird Nightmare. Uh huh. Which is really good. Is that really good? Yeah. I, like it. I okay. really, really like it. It's self titled. They're off of Sub Pop. They came, uh, this came out in May of 2022, and they're out of Toronto. And I don't know if you know anything about them. But it's the lead singer and lead guitarist, Alex Edkins, from Mets. It's his side project. I'll say I knew that only because I saw it in the notes. I thought this was fantastic release. Mm-hmm. Really, really like it. It's, trying to explain it, it I would say it's like fuzzy alt-rock mm-hmm. with a Mets spin on it. So anyway, it starts off with Searching For You, really good song. It's like this fuzzy garage rock song. It's catchy and poppy in all the right places. It almost reminds me of like a Cloud Nothing song. Mm -hmm. Um, Another awesome song, their second song, Nibs, Fuzzy. It's like noisy alt rock. It has this. Yes. It's really good. Yeah. It's almost something that could have came out in Seattle in 1991, in my opinion. Like it's very, very grunge. Really cool. Um, Lissitania, another song. I love the melodic harmonies in it. Yeah. Um, they have a huge riff that's catchy as fuck. It more or less was the uh, is uh, they steal a riff of the kids are all right by the Who. Yeah, I'm like, what does this sound like? Oh, the kids are all right. Mm-hmm. Awesome song, uh, wrecked, which features Bully. Um, I think we reviewed. I re- reviewed. Bully. You did, yeah. Like I was trying to figure out Bully. I was like, that sounds familiar, but you definitely yeah. reviewed Bully. Yeah, and she's on Sub Pop as well, and it's just do the uh, dual vocal. Sweet, like noisy alt rock song. It almost sounds like it should be on a soundtrack, mm-hmm. but it's cool. Um, I'm not gonna go through every song. Dark Room, I thought I really like this song. It has this like alt dark wave feel to it, a, a cure or echo in the Bunnyman. Zebra Dance is this acoustic in- instrumental that I'm kind of like, oh, this came out of nowhere. Oh No featuring Chad Van Gallen. Um, it's, it's almost, I don't know, and I meant to look him up, I forgot because <sighs> I was I got too drunk last night, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> COVID's been horrible but it's the most Mets feeling song on here on the on the album in my opinion like I was like oh I could see this being on a Mets album and it ends on holding out it's seven minutes long it has this like dreamio Casio synthesizer synth, a synthesizer and uh just like guitar pretty chill but the, I thought top to bottom, this was fun. I really enjoyed it. Love the release. Love the sound. Um, it's alt rock from the 90s with a Mets spin on it. You know, a rehash of anything. I just thought it was really good, really fun. Like a summer drive around release. Yeah, I really liked it. I'm debating whether to buy the vinyl. I did, um, but I pre-ordered it. Oh, mm-hmm. No, it's a, you, they're still available. Ooh, you're fancy. It's good. No. I mean, I would. Why the hell not? You know. What a lot of the what the songs remind me of when they they hit the noisier stuff, the noise mm-hmm. rock stuff, Pixies. So you know when they do like not the surfy stuff, a lot I of the flashier notes. Yeah, it's definitely its own thing. It's really good, really different compared yeah, to what I was Yeah, I never even really picked up. That's a really good comparison, Pixies, because mm-hmm. there's a couple songs where I'm like, I can't place this, 
it's in my musical library vernacular, mm-hmm. but I couldn't yeah. like place what I was thinking. And I could see Pixies and some of that stuff. I was yeah. even thinking Melvin's at some point. Yeah. Like it's that AMRAP or whatever. AMRAP. Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, like, you know, all those bands like largely inspired. Yes. By the Pixies. How are your kitties? Um, I don't know because cats can get COVID. So I've been oh. not around them. They miss me. The one was meowing. Miko's uh-huh. like, Miko's been mm-hmm. right outside my door. I'm like, uh, I can't give you COVID kitties. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, very I, rare, but they tell you that yeah. this is day three. Oh, yeah, that's my news. I got a cat. No, you didn't. I did. Oh. Mew, mew, question. I'm going to put her up now. Listen, listen very closely, everybody. Okay. Uh. Do you want to see her? Sure. All right, I'm going to turn on my camera. Wait, where's that? Bu- I think I think this joke Shit. is in the, Sorry. In the making for 15, <sighs> 20 minutes. Uh, so, nah, fuck. Sorry, I was gonna go hit record, like turn on my camera, and accidentally snapped her neck, and she's dead oh, now. So, you know it's weird. What? So with COVID, yeah. Um, sometimes I turn into a cat. It doesn't happen that much. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my god, that's so fucked. So I didn't know where you were going with that, Jamie. You so didn't Jamie, know. so Jamie is um. I can't look at it. It's horrible. Um, Jamie has turned herself into some sort of cat person on Zoom. And it's, oh, it's, oh, oh you turned back into a person. And it's amazing that your background changed too. It must be your cat aura. That's weird. Fun with COVID. So I'll go over. <laughs> and my mouth opens every time I talk. So it's like I'm a talking kitty. Yeah. That's your dream, though. I know. Oh. All right, go ahead. You're next. Uh, all right, so here are three really quick, um, really quick shotgun reviews or, or notes, I guess, because two of them are for things that haven't happened here. One of them, Guar released a, a new album, The okay. New Dark Ages. It's kind of their, I feel like it's their Trump era album. And you know, Guar's whatever. Like you like or you don't. I mean, most of Guar's value is in the performance. This album has a little different feel. It sounds kind of like Alice Cooper at times. It sounds a lot more death metally at times. Egg Drop Soup, remember Egg Drop Soup? Released a single, Jimmy Eats Shit. Um, How was it? I didn't listen to it. It's I saw, good. I uh, liked it. I you always pick them up. The magazine. I, oh. I've um, shared an art, the article on, on mm-hmm. the Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah, they're off. Uh, they're, so they're on Suicide Squeeze, and they did this as part of their... Um, I guess Suicide Squeeze is doing a Pinks and Purples digital single series, which is some sort of, I don't know. You just, will you stop doing whatever you're doing? What are you doing? I'm petting an invisible cat. Yeah, that's what I thought. The COVID's gone to your head. But yeah, they're doing some sort of probably like a digital comp album. And presumably with Pinks and Purples, it's to support trans rights, I'm guessing. <laughs> But I don't know anything about that. So that was a surprise. And then, you know, Maya Hawk? Yes. Do you know Maya Hawk, the person? Yes, I know who she so is. Here's why I, here's why I say that. And I knew it's you Uma would. and Ethan's kid. And she's yes. amazing. She's on Stranger Things. Yes. So this is why I ask you that, because I've brought this up to three different people. Yes. So there's an album coming out. The single Therese is out. And it's really good. I didn't listen to it. It's very good. It's folky. So I'm going to, that comes out in September. Whenever I've brought up, yeah, the new Maya Hawk is really good. Um, three, I'm telling you, three people have all gone. I don't know who they are. Surfboard has album coming out. Who does? Surf, uh, not Surfboard, uh, Starcrawler. Uh, okay. That's what I was like, wait, what? I did, I did listen to a band Chained Bliss, but I didn't have time to circle back and actually write the review. I thought um, it was really good. Where did you find out about That's Drunken Sailor. So Chained Bliss is a Philly band. Yes. Of Drunken Sailor. Yeah, they're kind of garagey, but they're not like, they're a little, like if there's such thing as post-core. I really like the second half of the album more than the first half, weirdly enough. So I'm probably going to hit that up next time or possibly. Okay. In a well, movie. I'm done my homework. Oh, yay. So what else you want to talk A Second band. Stop petting your kitty. Um, and I mean, an imaginary cat, not in not after Bruce. hours. So I, I listened to the podcast, Anxious and Angry, which is Ryan Young from Off With Their Heads, Off With Their Heads is, is, is podcast. Yeah. They'll play music a couple times. They're like, oh, they're talking about Hame and they're they're touring and they're touring with Claude. And they're like, oh, what's that sound like? Uh, the one guy, Kyle, and they mm-hmm. end up playing a song. And I was like, this is awesome. 
So this is how I got into Claude. This is from 2021. She does have a new album coming out. What is it called? Do, do, do. I don't know. She's got another. Uh, it's coming uh, out soon, I think. Coming out very, very soon. Oh, a uh, lot's going to change. It's going to come out in August. Um, and she's from Chicago. They are ex-existential ex- dream pop. And yes. I would call this sad girl rock. And so this is called Claude Enactor EP. And as I said, it was last year, early last year in February, 2021. But I heard this and I was blown away, got super depressed and was in love. So it starts off with the song Scream and it's this sad girl rock, pretty much culture addicted to screens and can't view anything through your own eyes and everything sucks and you're just, you should just die and go away. Mm -hmm. And and it's, it's a cool song to start off like, okay, cool. And it's very like, it is very dream pop, like sad lullabies. I mean, you can help me out here too. Yeah, I will. Moving on to everything is great. Would you? I don't think everything's great. And everything's great, by the way. I think that's a fake name. So I put, would you like misery with your depression? Sure. (laughs) The menu for breakfast is mouthfuls of pretend. (laughs) It's what a lyric. And it's more like, everything's great. The world, you're going to, everything's ending. The world is ending. We're all going to (laughs) die. And I was like, tell me more. I'm in love. Um, (laughs) In limbo, self-loathing and giving up. But the song that just kills me, kills me obsessed with is reality it's sad and depressing it kind of hit every button that i was going through with uh a a lot of stuff's been going on in my life but i was like but i listened to this on repeat like a psychopath you know in a young adult when she's their own keeps hitting the plate the rewind and play button this was reality for me i was like (laughs) it's but it's a good song (laughs) it is i mean it's a very good album uh, yeah, like it's musically very well done, like instrumentally, and she has an awesome voice. Next song is Fantasy. I didn't even write anything for it because yeah. I was like, uh, I feel like I'm going down a spiring Hold depression. This, my second favorite song is An Actor. And you hear a riff of Pixies, Where's My Mind? That goes through it a little bit. Yeah. But I love it when she, like, it's like being a lizard person or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I love this whole album. And I heard a couple songs off the new one and I wasn't into it so much. Like, I just feel like this P really captured like sad girl rock. Too. It was an album for a specific time in a specific place. Yeah. I don't know if you felt the same way. I knew it would be up your alley, but I was yeah. like, wow. And Matt's yeah. the instruments and it's, it's well, the lyrics are well-written everything. Um, but I, I, I really like this album too. I, I did listen to a back-to-back more than a few times it actually broke me of the album i started really i got really hard back into after our last podcast that girl friday album but mainly listening to mazzy star again and that was one i was listening to like twice a day just because i like it so much it's also an easy album to work to till this came out it's very good i described it to jamie and now you the audience as the exact opposite of black dresses yeah, it's the anti-black dresses where it's in every way and both are equally good. A lot of the songs kind of reminded me of Lelou's off the last album, like non-surfy Lelou's with the way like, the harmonies go and like yeah. not so much the subject matter. And yeah, I felt like the last two songs were kind of more pixie-ish. Yeah. But yeah, it was a really good, yeah, really good. Really liked it. I haven't listened to anything, any of the singles off the new album that they have up yet. So it's I don't know. It's a little know. different, a little more... I want to say upbeat like I want to say this is very minimalist it reminds me of like something you'd put on you would like just let your wrist and go into the bathtub oh <laughs> I don't know that's how I feel I can't help that <laughs> um <laughs> all right you might always no, say that it's kind of like it's, I don't know it's uh-huh. I like it wow. yeah yeah and that's an actor Claude Claude I don't know how you say it I would love to see her live but I think it's a very interesting like it's it's not if you want to be inspired by something mm-hmm. <laughs> to a point you get inspiration for anything yeah. but if you're looking for a positive upbeat type of thing probably not your best choice right now yeah, if you're looking so. for something to cheer you up and put some pep in your step uh yeah. you steer clear but if you want to like slowly 
Slater die inside. <laughs> this might be your soundtrack. Before we move on, let's you get a 10 minute warning. Yeah. So let's stop. We're going to stop recording. We're going to be back really quick. You people won't notice. No. So Jamie's still on the line really quick. Once I stop recording. And we're back. And we're back. So now that we've cleared the playing field, we're here to talk about the showstopper. This is the big time. Hey. The big time. Boom. Boom. And friend of the show. Yeah. Ayo. Ayo. This is Big Time by Angel Olsen. This came out June 3rd. Yeah, I think so. But it, on her, is it? It's Jack Wawawar. Like, is that her? It's not her label, is it? She's no, she's there the other person I know on it. Oh, no. Um, what's her face from Bikini Kill? I thought was on there for a sec. Oh, uh, Kathleen Hanna. Room Project. Yeah, the Julie Room Project. Yeah, their other band. Yeah. So, where is she from? Angel from Olsen. the land of crying. In Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, all right. how, how many albums? Which album is this? I don't know. The sixth. And it's her first original album since 2019. Yes. And you I, know, I did a wardrobe change. Can you tell? I, yeah, I was. I was sweating. My is it like throat. actually hot in your, or is it like your. It's your, hot. Your, I'm not sick. Well, I am sick, but yeah. I don't have a fever. I only had my fever only got to 99, but it's just yeah. hot in here. So anyway, Angel Olsen. I'll be honest with you. This album came, it kind of sat on my table for like a week all, all mirrors was such an amazing album i agree you know they're like remixes and stuff where i was like eh, and it was kind of like hey, angel olsen i don't know so i finally well i guess i should listen to this album and it is fucking amazing love it love, love it. it love it can't stop listening to it i think the, the thesis of this album the plot of this album is this album's very much about reflecting and reckoning with the past absolutely like, so she came out um, saying she was gay, I guess. And then both her mom and then dad died. So she came out to her mother and she, her mother died like three days later. Yeah. And then her father got, no, her father died three days later. And then, or like a week later, and then three days after that, her mother got sick and eventually died. I don't it, think it was that quick. I, like one I'm of her parents you, it was died like, and then it was like three, three months later or something. I know her mother got sick three days after her father died. And then it was like a couple months before she actually died. Yeah. Yeah. She did come out. I think it's also like a large part of what this album's about. Her partner, Bo. I can look it up. So. Bo. The, the one thing I got to look up, like, what is Bo trans or something? Bo is trans. So is it a trans man? So identifies as non-binary, which means. Bo does not necessarily ascribe to one or the other, which the one article like interview I wrote with Angel Olsen, she was talking about it. And when she's talking to her mother, she said that, you know, I kind of got the feeling that my mother didn't quite approve. Like she said, I just want you to be happy, which is nice. So she's adopted. That's like well-known. Her parents were a lot older and I guess she was a lot younger than all her brothers and sisters. Makes sense. Usually, like, I don't know, I, whatever. But no, <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I know stuff. No, I know it's like <laughs> adoptions. It's either like usually um, you're an only child because of, maybe you can't have children or whatever, uh-huh. or they're just like taking in, like they have a ton of kids. They love having children around. And yeah, they, yeah I don't know. All right. It's Bo Thibodeau. Bo Thibodeau. Yeah, which is either a hell of a coincidence or a change. I know Bo wrote, co-wrote one of the songs. Yeah, big time. Yes. A few other things. Let me go get back to you because I had windows open, meaning computer windows. I'm just trying to look cool in my Zoom. It's not working. Who has his camera off? I'm just trying to look cool. Yeah, you want to? Oh, here. I'll put on my camera real quick. Of course, you people can't see it. Oh, that's right. (laughs) No, I can't. I I have a blue piece of painter's tape over my lens. So people can't see my naughty bits. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Thinking yeah, about that. I'm making the jerk off motion. Yes. And I'm, I am too with my wiener. Probably. No. Is it my, is it my girls here? <laughs> no. I took a hike today in a very steep hill. I don't have the energy. Sucked up my, my juices. But, mm-hmm. but to get back to Angel Olsen, 
this is largely a country album. Yes. Not entirely a country album, but largely a country album. Not only does that go for the music, <laughs> stop it. Not not only does that like have a country sensibility as far as the music goes, the lyrics. There's a line from Harry Chapin reminded me of this album. And okay. it's this. So Harry Chapin, singer, songwriter. He has a live album called Stories Live, which is one of my favorite albums. And this is from that. He does a, a 10-minute version of 30,000 Pounds of Bananas, which are you familiar with that song? No. So 30,000 Pounds of Bananas is it's based on a true story. A guy driving a truckload of bananas in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and he goes on a steep incline. His brakes cut out and he ends up crashing and dying. Oh, that's happy. Oh, it's a, it's a comedy song, too, even though it's a 100% real incident. As he gets to the end of the song, he talks about how he can't figure out how to end it. He goes into this where he goes, maybe I could write a country ending, something about motherhood this time, because because the song already had a truck in it, okay. which is just sort of that there are certain like common tropes in country songs. The way a lot of the lyrics are written kind of reminds me of that. So that. But it doesn't matter. Anywho, let's talk about the album. Yes, let's. So it opens um, with... Yeah, it Aww. starts off with all the good times. Yes. And I feel it's a sweet country-esque song, beautiful lyrics and instruments. Mm-hmm. I love the steel guitar, but it, yes. as every song in this album, it has this morose feel to it. Yes. Um, something I read about this is it, that I didn't necessarily pick up on, but I guess might make sense now that I'm thinking about it. A lot of the... All the songs in the album follow Dream Logic to some extent or another, which... When you think about it, there is a very kind of dreamlike feel to a lot of this stuff. I agree, yeah. I mean, some of the songs are blatantly about dreams. So All the Good Times, which is an awesome song, I agree. And it it kind of builds in the intensity and it changes, like when the horns kick in and stuff. Yeah. It kind of changes a little bit. And this is a song about reflecting on a relationship. Yeah. Um, I had read, she, Angel Olsen, had written this song and wanted Sturgill Simpson to perform it. And he, he consequently is apparently a big Angel Olsen fan. And he's just, he's talking about Angel Olsen about how great her music is. And here's a quote from him. He goes, plus she also has this look in her eyes that remind me of a girl I knew in high school that was smoking hot, but always made me feel like she might stab me if I turned my back. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's sweet. But yeah, I was very surprised that apparently she's like, yeah, I wrote the angels. Like I wrote some of these songs. That I was just trying to give them away before I decided to perform them on her own. All the good times, which very great, great way to open an album. Then we go into big time. Good morning, kisses. Yeah, this is this is very much. You feel like you should be sitting at a bar where they still serve peanuts, drinking <laughs> butt on tap, and kind of swaying. And it's ten a.m. It's eight. Yeah, this is ten a.m. Um, everyone's there because the fucking mill closed. But it's a very sweet song. I like it, it a lot. And it is, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a love song. I like the whole talking in your talking with your eyes. Yeah. I thought it was more or less like falling in love and accepting the shitty choices you made in life. But I think yes. it's a sweet song. It's, I like yeah. it. It's a, it's a happy yet kind of morose song. Yeah, well, that describes all. Well, the second part describes almost every song of this album. Yeah. I mean, some of them are happy, some of them are not. Dream thing. Yeah. It's sweet and kind of fucking sad. Slower, folkier, that's what I put. Yeah. And it's another relationship song. She makes a reference to an Irish band called The Black Captain. And I listen to The Black Captain a little bit. It's not what I expected. Eh. It's not like some Irish folky, like, kidding. He's not kidding. She just said no. Ghost on. Ghost on. Ghost on is like it's more of a jazz standard than anything else. Yeah, it's more like it like has this ballady type of feel. Yeah, very ballady about heartbreak. It's ghost on. Hmm. So, so I read a really good article. I should send it to you from the Atlantic that about Angel Olsen. During COVID, she was in a relationship, and the relationship ended abruptly. And apparently, the person she was dating was like, "Yeah, it was just a COVID thing out of convenience because we were together." So now that we can break, we can move around. We're not going to be in a relationship anymore. It was me. I'm sorry, Angel. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I find it hard, hard to believe. All the flowers. Another um, really depressing I have something song. you'd... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was very depressing. Something you'd sing at a funeral. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's uh, a song about wanting to be loved. 
it's a song that they would be singing at One-Eyed Jacks while they coked out Laura Palmer sob silently to herself. <laughs> it has a different feel to it, too. Um, yeah. Her voice just sounds, it's a recorded differently, and it's just a very sad song. Yeah, it, 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 and it does sound, yeah, very different. Right now. Oh, love yes. It. Love, love it. it. <laughs> love it. It's. Was this it's your favorite song? It's the second favorite song. Um, it had me at. Why'd you go and have to make, make it weird? I was yes. like, my ears perked up. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, I got to read the lyrics. Me this. too. And I love it. It's amazing. And then it like, this is only, it starts life as a country song and it turns into a completely different fucking song. It turns, it's, it's like an outtake from all mirrors. Yes. And it I has agree. really heavy when they like guitars kick in and it's this really heavy sound towards the end. Amaze balls. Love it. Huh. This is how it works. Pretty fucking depressing. Sad country song. <laughs> this is how it works. Sounds very much like a reprisal of big time. Actually, I can see that. Yeah, and yeah, it's like a very depressing one. Which is like, I'm just tired of being tired, having to explain why I'm tired. So it's like, oh, my favorite song of the album is "Go Home" because "Go Home" is the most soul destroying fucking lyrics. They should call it the midlife crisis song. And so it I is, have it. This is my notes. Yeah, slow build up to an angel outburst. <laughs> It is such a, it's kind of a, ble- it's a very depressing song. I feel like this is the most autobiographical song on the album. I do too. It's just wanting things to be the way they were, but they can't be. And you can't go feeling- home. Is that what she's saying? Like, she, is it like the not, you can't go in reverse? Yeah. Okay. And how she wants things to be more simple. It's it's very sad. Very good. I and didn't what, read the lyrics because I didn't want to yeah. slip my wrist last yeah, night. So it's probably a good idea. Now, right now, musically, or I like more, go home, I think. The, the lyrics put it over and the, like every song has really incredibly clever lyrics, very good lyrics. Yes. Yeah. Through the fire. I don't have much to say jazz standard. I put sad, sad bluesy feel. Yeah. So what do you think of chasing the sun? The, the end song. It very like MGM musical. Very sweet. I put it, it kind of encaptures because it's a long song, a longer mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. It kind of encaptures the feel of the whole album. Yeah. What did I put? I can't do anything when you're around. It's almost like this bipolar feeling. Yeah. It kind of goes through the whole album. The first couple songs are just like the mania, and then it just goes into depression. Mm-hmm. But I like how it just, the, the last song just ends. Like, it's like, boom, we're yeah. over. Like, you're not expecting. It's not like this dramatic buildup, and it slowly ends. It just mm-hmm. ends. And I was like, eh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. very good album. My one complaint it's not really a complaint, and this is like such an arbitrary thing. Listening to it on vinyl, well, it's like a double album, so you're you're flipping vinyl every two songs. And yeah. I really, this is one I really want to get into the flow and just listen without really breathing. Vinyl Bandcamp, that's what I did. Well, that's I what I did too. So it's it's a song that actually, like, ironically enough, listen is like sounds a lot better than um, digitally because you can listen to it in one sitting. And to think, this was a song I was hiking. And I think you and my brother texted me at the same time that there's a pre-order up for this album. Yeah. And I was like, do I really want to get it? Don't I? And I did. And I'm glad I did. Very good AO. I think it's fantastic. The more I listen to it, the more the songs I weren't into as much, I listen to a little more and I'm like, oh shit, this is really, really good. There's just a lot going on. There's like a lot of acceptance of shit and just, I feel like, so I, I I listened to My Woman again late like recently, and I feel like she's more manic at time, like she's very obsessive. Mm-hmm. And this time she's kind of like reined it in. It's like she kind of I don't know if she's more in the depressed side or what whatever, but she's kind of like learning how to control herself to a point. Yeah. I don't know, and accept what she is. I don't know, um, but I think it's a fantastic album. It's awesome and it's very country. It's not as upbeat. Probably the most up- upbeat song is um, Big Time, right? But altogether, it's a fantastic album. Like, lyrically, she's blossomed so much. Like, In she's always pocket. had really good lyrics. Yeah. Like, it's, she's amazing. A.O., fan of the podcast. Good old mm-hmm. A.O. Yeah, so a few. She'll probably send us a, a cease and desist. She should. <laughs> we could be like, look what we got. It'll be like a, yes, a law. It's like a... Uh, yeah. Vulcan and cow. Yeah. <laughs> like... I'm not going to comment. So really quick, I got here's the, you know, the music news update. So aside from the, so Regina Spector had an album come out in late June that I have to listen to still. Julia Kugel Montoya, Coat Hangers, 
and oh, softball okay. is teasing an announcement for Friday the 13th. And I'm guessing it's going to be a new Soft Palms album. Oh, that's cool. Just because... Forgot not, about Soft Palms. I didn't, because I remembered. But I'm guessing because neither of the other two coat hangers are sort of pushing anything. It's oh. probably not a coat hangers album. Interesting. Yeah, that's something to look forward to. Um, and of course, in an effort to kind of keep the feed, the podcast feed a little more active, especially after this sort of quasi-hiatus we took, I'm going to be squeezing in like these mini podcasts every now and then because they could, they'll be like short. They'll be like stuff that's a little more time sensitive or whatever. Just stuff I can do very quickly. I think I could probably do that too. You could do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing I maybe we might start pushing. Even if it's like 15, 20 minutes, you could be like, hey, this is what's new and I'm listening to. I mean, that. I mean, seriously, that's good. Like I did. Um, well, it doesn't matter. You know what I did. Basically, you could bang one out really quick. Maybe like moving, like moving forward, I might start, we might start try, trying to push people more towards the website Yeah. and possibly if I eventually set up alternate like streaming sites, those, because cool. the Facebook algorithm is so fucked. It but is. It's terrible. You could always do it with Squarespace, which is what we use, but I haven't done it till this mini pod is you can link songs directly from Bandcamp or wherever. I presumably only Bandcamp. You might be able to do some <laughs> other things as well into the um the show notes so that might be something we do in the future as well but anyway the you know we're gonna try to put out more audio content we uh, will it's just we had i had a bunch of stuff going on yeah. personally i'll get into it next podcast but um yeah we we really didn't mean to take this long we had a bunch of shit mm-hmm. just pop up yeah. um but shit happens so um before i go before we go candy if you remember that hardcore band Yes, they put out a new album too. Really, really like it. I'm just going to talk about it for like a sec. It's uh, hardcore in the vein of the band Vein, their newest album. As I said, hardcore. Then it goes in almost to like new metal, mm-hmm. like good new metal. And then like the last ten minutes are almost like you're in a fucking butcher shop and there's saws going off and all this bullshit. But it's a really good album, like very metal esque plus hardcore. But the new the new candy album is really good. There's a bunch of good shit out, and we have too much to get to. Um, I also watched Pistols, which is Danny Boyle's mini series about the Sex Pistols. Mm-hmm. Very Chrissy Hines. Oh, like, really? A lot of Chrissy Hines. I was. Well, I guess she surprised. was sort of. She was. She was. Did she part... date Sid Vicious for a while or something like that? To a point, like it's so the, the Pistols is based off uh, Steve Jones, his bio- autobiography, mm-hmm. which you never see. It's always either Johnny or Sid's point of view. Yeah. So it was cool to see his point of view. I thought it was done very, very well. Um, but uh, yeah, I was surprised how big a part Chrissy Hines played, which I knew she was. She worked at the, the sex shop, mm-hmm. the, the, the shop called Sex. And she was friends with Steve and Sid and all those mm-hmm. guys. It, it it's not the greatest. It's worth a watch, and it, he does a decent job with it. I liked it. I don't know if I loved the first last episode. I just felt it was kind of I don't know. It was I liked yeah. it altogether. But yes, that's the pistols. Um, and two broke girls. Watch it. It's amazing. Cat Dennings are mm. awesome. COVID. They can see. I've been watching Umbrella Academy. Is it on? Yeah, season three's on. Really good. Victor doesn't have Netflix on this TV. Oh. It doesn't hook up. So I just been watching Hulu. I finished Letter Kenny and I watched the Pistols documentary on Hulu. And fuck, I knew him. How is it? How, like, really good on? so far. I'm almost done. It's like, if you like the first two seasons, you'll like this one. How do they deal with Ellen, uh, Ellen Page? Elliot Page? Yes. I couldn't remember his new. I'm not being rude. I, um, I couldn't remember his new. Do you want me to spoil it for you? Sure. All right. So this is going to be a, a minor spoiler with for season three probably episode two of umbrella academy elliot page goes hey guys i think i'm trans and they all go awesome so elliot page is now victor and not vanya but is vanya in the first episode and i don't remember essentially walks by a barber shop and sees like a whole bunch of boys haircuts hairs haircuts yeah. And basically is like, yeah, you know, kind of dating. Cause remember he was with a woman and. Yes. Yeah. I, I do. Which I meant to rewatch season one and two before this, but unfortunately he comes out as trans and everyone is 
fine with it immediately. And then it's like kind of just the show continues, which I was very curious how you handle that. Yeah, me too. And that's also weird because I was thinking the only other even remotely prominent celebrity I know who sort of had a career pre and post transition is Laura Jane Grace. Yeah. And it's, it's just, you know, navigating how do you talk about a career here and there? Yeah. And then uh, I saw Doctor Strange 2, which Did I really you, liked. Can we spoil the end? We spoiled the end last time. With Therese and Aaron. Yes. I liked it because it's, it's very evil dead. I agree. Oh, with all yes, yes, I liked it. I heard the Thor movie's good too. I yeah. I really like Doctor Strange. I thought it was yeah. a really good movie. Although the best scene in the the movie is just when Patrick Stewart comes out and you hear the yes. It's like all right, that's it. But yeah, I, really I liked, liked when um, Scarlet Witch like killed everybody. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, she was uh, great. She was great. Yeah, the uh, some of the Marvel heads complained about it. I spoke to some people who didn't like it because they're very nitpicky about Marvel I like when stuff. she killed Black Bolt. Oh, that was great. And his head just kind of splurts. I feel like everyone I talked to is delighted that she killed uh, John Krasinski, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> She's like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah it turns into I thought she was a good villain, to be honest. And yeah. I feel bad for her, to be honest. I've mm-hmm. always felt bad for Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I think she gets the short end of the stick. Like everyone's allowed to do whatever. And I think I said this in one of the podcasts. Everyone can go back and like Captain America goes and you know meets his girl. Like Scarlet Witch just gets fucked all the time. Yeah, but yeah, really. I also forgot that Rachel Rachel McAdams was in the first one. Me too. I forgot about. Too. I forgot almost everything about the first one, and I like the first one just not. First one was good. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Uh, Obi Wan. I I saw the last episode to watch. Oh, last episode. If you're gonna watch an episode, last. part of this last episode I watched three times in a row. Really? And you'll be able to guess. I'll give you a it, clue. Leia's death. <laughs> yeah, did she kill? He kills her. It's like he actually drops his lifesaver on her, and he's like, "Shit!" Oops. And then they—it's all about them abducting another girl and paying her space money to pretend she's Princess Leia. <laughs> and she's like, "Fuck!" It's like, and that's why she makes out with Luke in the movie because they're not really brother and sister. Oh shit! And then she has to lie because Obi Wan's ghost will kill her. I totally get it now. But they leave it open for a, a Obi Wan a Ghostbusters crossover. Shit, Bustin makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you can find us on trashsawstreet.com. dot com and our Facebook page, and occasionally, yeah, that I I only see about twenty five percent of the time because yeah. it doesn't fe- enter the feed, and maybe some other places soon. Yeah. So. So, Until all right, time. nice to uh, um, talk to you, dude. I, yeah. I feel um, like I'm doing something because I've been sitting in a yeah. room for three days. It's okay. Well, uh, I'm going to stop recording then and we can talk a little more unless you want to. Okay. Poop. No, I'm cool. All right, everybody, for now, um, see you a few weeks. Next time we're on, we'll try to have a topic. Yeah. See you later. Bye.